The government's scrubbed up and relaunched its highly controversial Three Waters policy, complete with a new name, Affordable Water Reforms. It's ditched plans for four mega water entities in favour of ten. Like the original plan, the ten entities, based around existing regional boundaries, will be owned by local councils and each run by a professional board. The boards get strategic oversight from groups made up of local council and mana whenua representatives. Water reform could cost up to $185 billion over the next three decades, but the government says its plan will make that more affordable. With us now are three mayors from Porirua, Anita Baker, Vince Cocorillo joins us from Whangarei, and Waimakariri Mayor Dan Gordon. Good evening to you all. Good evening. Good evening, Lisa. Let's start with a bit of a whip around. Anita, do you like this or not? Yes, Absolutely. And why? Because it gives us certainty going forward. We're in a group that's probably similar to we've already got. We're only adding three new councils and it gives us more borrowings. Takes it off our books and we get the money going forward. Vince, Anita reckons it's a good thing. What do you say? I'm at the reverse end from our end. Uh, Whangarei is a council which has actually looked after itself, done very, very well, and actually managed to get its assets to a good point and actually looking after our community very, very well. So this actually disadvantaged us immensely. How so? Well, basically, it takes the assets off our books, so it basically causes us to have more debt as a council, so it actually means our rates will actually end up increasing. So while we're trying to keep our rates at an affordable level for our ratepayers, we've managed to keep, upgrade our sewerage systems, upgrade our storm systems, upgrade our water systems, and yet now we're, now we're um, going to have that all taken off us uh, and given to another entity which doesn't really care about Northland. There's a lot to dig into there, and we'll come back to it, but let's hear what Dan reckons. Dan, is this more palatable? No, it's not. There have only been minor tweaks to the models and, and these don't answer the real concerns about community property rights and having a meaningful voice. My view is very similar to expressed by Mia Vince. We are one, uh, another of those communities that have worked very hard spending over $100 million on our three water assets over the last 20 years uh, to make sure they're up to speed. All we'll end up doing is subsidising other communities. My community will not agree with us and do not agree with us. Uh, so simply adding more entities and changing the name is a desperate attempt to save the plan. Now, I just don't think it cuts the mustard and New Zealanders will see through this. It's the same plan with a different name. Anita, how do you feel about the suggestion that your assets are being pinched? I don't have a problem with my assets being pinched and going to a new entity. They're leaking like a sieve, as are most of them in the region, for, except Carpety for us. So I have no problem with that. Better off council box. Uh, and the thing is, you still have control, don't you, Vince? So they're not actually taking your assets. Council is still owning them. No, from what I've seen, the council will not own them. They have a, they are a member of it. If the, if the council owned them, then they'd still be on the council books. Now, they're not on the council books at all, so council actually has very little say on it, and the membership of, of that still leaves us into question as well. Government we says, a, the government says you will still own those um, entities. They'll be owned by local councils. How do you own something when it's not on your books? So, what, you think you should be paid for them? Absolutely. Dan, do you think you should be paid for them? We, well, that's the basis on which we took a legal case um, ourselves in Wongarei and Timaru to the High Court who agreed with us that the government was expropriating our assets without providing compensation. Uh, and that's what the government should be doing. If that's its true intention, it should be doing that. 
we, we, we are ending up in a situation we will lose effective control and influence of our assets. We don't end up owning them. It goes into a, in an entity model where we get, where we get a, a voice there that sets a statement. That's the only influence that I can see we get. And by the way, we're starting to understand the detail. I've now heard that the only sweetener and carrot that was on the table to councils when the government chose to mandate it was $1.5 billion of better-off funding. That's now been removed. The Minister didn't say that this morning when we had a briefing with him uh, and talk about that at all. That'll be of great concerns to councils, especially as the government mandated this through, that that funding, which would have gone some way to compensate, is no longer there. Dan, you say that you're losing control of the asset, but here is the thing that the government says. You will have a regional representative group, which council members will be on, and all the councils in your particular regional group will have representation. Mayors at the table is how the minister describes it. You, as a group, will appoint the professional um, board directors who will be in charge of the day-to-day operations of your entity. That's lots of control, isn't it, Dan? No, it's not. Not when we have the effect of control and influence right now. Uh, we, we, we have one say around the table. We will have, and we'll have no opportunity of influencing when we need to about how we think our assets should be and how investments should happen in our particular districts. So just bear in mind that we go through um, civil defence emergencies all the time, uh, unfortunately. And these are very real issues when it comes to us knowing that we can influence and, and make sure that our assets are well looked after and we can get our staff to respond. We'll have no ability to do that under the new structure, and that's been our concern and the crux of the issue for us the whole way through. Anita, how much influence and control do you think you will have with the structure suggested? I think I'll have the same as I already have on my existing Wellington Water Committee. I've still got a seat at the table, um, and I don't think the carrot's been taken away. That was just trying to get councils like Dan's on board. If anything, it reduces the debt that entities have to, have to borrow. So um, from my point of view, yes, we have a layer above that, but we, whereas Mayor and Ewe below it are saying what we want. So I'm, I don't have an issue with what, what's happened. And you're happy with the 50% split between council representation and mana whenua on that regional representative group? Yes, I am, because we actually have, I think, from the eight councils, I think we have seven or eight iwi. So we're, we already have iwi, all of us, at the table anyway. So for us, there's no difference. Vince, uh, you're in the region with Auckland. They're going to get three spots on that regional group. Have you been told what you're getting? Is it one? No, we've been told nothing at the present moment. But I, I do may, may just go back to the, the iwi side of things. We need to make it very, very clear. Northland, we work on the hapu basis. We do not work on iwi basis. So our hapus do not get looked after in the situation. So once again, we've got a system which is top down rather than bottom up. Let's talk about whether this is better for your ratepayers because that is how the government is selling it. You, are, Your ratepayers are going to have to pay less in um, water expenses comparative to what they would if you didn't do this. Dan, do you buy that? No, I don't. And in fact, the numbers. Why not? There's a flow chart with numbers and everything. Well, we've, we've, consistent, <laughs> well, we've consistently challenged. The government's flowchart, um, but and ask for clarity on their numbers, which do not stack up. In my case, my council are saying we're a billion short over the next um, thirty years. We've demonstrated actually um, we've got 
hundred million of expenditure uh, that we would need to spend, which we'd already budgeted for. Where's the other seven hundred million go? It goes into subsidising other communities. So will yeah. my council be better off? No, it won't be. Look, I appreciate with the case of near Anita and in Wellington that there's a, a special case there uh, in, in terms of where they're at. But don't judge us all. One size doesn't fit all. If Wellington needs a model for Wellington, Wellington should have that. But the rest of us are actually quite capable of managing our own. And in fact, we're having those conversations across council boundaries anyway about shared services and other arrangements, mm-hmm. regional models we were considering and how we might we might work together. They were genuinely happening anyway before the government came in and mandated this. Okay, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to go around all three of you now. And the Minister, Kieran McAnulty, is confident that he can get support from more than 50% of the councils. Anita, do you share that confidence? Yes, I do now. I do. Here's our council. Vince? No, I don't. And what about you, Dan? Is the Minister going to get more than 50% support from councillors? From what I'm hearing, no, he won't. But look, can I just say, the Minister... I think within the confines he had has made a genuine attempt, but he had a very narrow focus uh, in this. Uh, but I think he's tried a genuine attempt, but look, there was a better way, and we'd shown him that where we could have sat down and found consensus. Our door was always open to the government on this, and I, I work with 30 other councils in this space, and we'd have been very open to have talked about a better way that have found consensus. So our door always remains open to the Minister with that. But in this case, he had a very limited focus and that's what he's been able to deliver today. Thank you all for joining us. That is three mayors on the newly relaunched Three Waters policy. Goes by another name. Porirua Mayor Anita Baker, Vince Cocorillo from Whangarei and Waimakariri Mayor Dan Gordon. Thank you to you all.